there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Welcome back to Loring, our folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from around the world. I really feel like I should have, like, pictures on popsicle sticks, like elementary school <laughs> teachers for, like, yeah. the video to be, like, uh-huh. legends and lore, and then a third hand comes up with the world one. the world. <laughs> well, getting right into it. Uh, what did you find alluring this week, Ryan? Uh, so this last weekend, I went to the local Highlander, Highlander, Highlander games, which is like a Scottish festival Ooh. where they do like strongman competitions, and it was crazy. Ooh, that sounds yeah. delightful. They were like one of the competitions, like they have a pitchfork, like an old school pitchfork, and they have to like take a bale of hay and use the pitchfork to like throw it over like a big old thing like a field goal looking thing (laughs) so all of all of the stuff is like very old school like strongman competitions and women the women were insane too (laughs) did you fall in love (laughs) yes a couple times oh my gosh i like i remember one of the only good things about where I went to high school at is we would have a Scottish festival and mm. they would do that with like these wood logs and they'd be like wearing kilts and they'd oh, like nice. flip it it was like insane every time to go watch yeah <laughs> but they yeah had... they uh and they had like a bagpipe like competition so that like a bunch of bands and like solos and stuff so it was a lot of fun I'm a sucker for a good bagpipe yeah uh see that's the difference i grew up next to the high school and for some reason our high school was hella into bagpipes so i remember yeah. like six in the morning during the summer it was like and i'm like god take me now but like high school bagpipers are a lot different than like professional bagpipers i feel like though some of them were high schoolers so. the thing is if you're good with a bagpiper that sounded weird how I said that. If you're good <laughs> at the, the bagpipes, yeah. you are good at the bagpipes. But if you yeah. are bad, you you're are bad. so... Yeah, you're, there, you're very bad. I feel there's, like, no in-between. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of sports where it transitions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's one where it's your one side no. or the other. Maybe you could play, like, the clip. No, the flute, maybe. maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> No, that's the progression though. tool is the yeah. flute the backpacks are one of those things i always wanted to learn but like how how do you how do you get into bagpipes you know <laughs> like that's got to be something like your parents did and their parents did like yeah. you don't just like become a bagpiper i feel like unless your school offers it like yours did for some reason that's that's weird yeah isn't that weird i like yeah I think about my high school sometimes, and I'm like, mm, you know, that place. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my other alluring thing is that um, I'm back after quitting after last episode. Um, <laughs> it was a short, very, very short hiatus, so <laughs> thanks, came thanks back. for letting me uh, come back. <laughs> I was, I didn't realize till writing the episode description that 
you were so done with the horchata <laughs> comment <laughs> that we didn't even say like the what are the two takeaways nope, you're like i'm out <laughs> there was no need for a takeaway last episode <laughs> oh man uh, i know i've had a few people like you guys are so sweet. Message, they're like, is Ryan really leaving? <laughs> and some people, yes. they're like, Kimmy, are you okay? Because they're like, can you keep a co-host? I'm like, you guys need to all step off for like yeah. two seconds. Like, it's I, all right, guys. I'm back for now. I um, haven't we'll scared him off. episode goes, yeah. Quite oh, yet. What was your alluring thing this week? <laughs> oh my god. Well, like, I have a lot of plans coming up. And I just yeah. feel like I'm in this little rowboat. <laughs> And the, sh- the sea storm is coming to me. Like, I'm really excited for a lot of this stuff happening. Um, I don't know. I'll tell this one because, like, I, I don't like telling too much about what's happening because I am a woman and it's yeah. constant yeah. paranoia from all the murder podcasts I listen mm-hmm. to. But um, we're, we're going to Edgar's brother's wedding, so I'm that's going to be really fun. Yeah. And then... It's going to be very fun because it's a night wedding and it is going to be followed by a very, very early flight. So <laughs> I'm not excited for that. I think we have yeah. to be at the airport at like 5. <laughs> AM? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, Lord, take me now. After so. a nighttime wedding? Yeah. And it, oh boy. And Could we don't. be me. Yeah, we're so curious. Like, I'm super curious of what the wedding's going to be like because. Edgar, his family's Mexican, and mm-hmm. his brother, her, his soon-to-be wife, she's Russian, so I was oh. like, are we going to be, like, staying up all night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Just don't sleep. I mean, if at anything before 7 a.m., I just don't sleep. I've just been to too many utah weddings where it's yeah. like you show up at eight you it's go home lunch. by ten it's just a lunch yeah <laughs> and uh because they don't want to pay for the venue at night and i'm just like smart i, I know this is not going to be what happens so i'm like yeah. i was like we may get there go to sleep go to the wedding fly back home and be out for a whole 24 hours yeah but i'm excited i have that we are going to the beach in a few weeks which i need I've been very dehydrated from sea salt water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it does take on my soul. So I am very excited. Nice. So a lot of like exciting trips to come. I need a vacation. Yeah. I'm starving for a vacation. Yeah. So. Yeah, we both we both have vacations coming up. Oh yeah. Next month. So next month um, might be a little sporadic, guys. <laughs> Just uh, heads up now. Uh, we're gonna do part, our best. <laughs> the best part is next month is our one year pod bursary. Yes, and we're celebrating by both being on vacation separately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that'll be fun. You guys will just be part of the chaos and join our live streams if we do them. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but we will not be following each other to our vacation destinations but there will be something that may follow you to your destination oh good transition uh cue campfire sounds when night's dark mantle has covered all i come in a fire arrayed many a victim i've seen fall or fly from me dismayed Will-o'-the-wisp, they trembling cry, Will-o'-the-wisp, tis he. To mark their fright as off they fly is merry sport for me. I dance, I dance, I'm here, I'm there. Who tries to catch me catches but air. The mortal who follows me follows in vain, for I laugh, ha-ha, laugh, ho-ho. I laugh at their folly and pain. Many a traveler I deceive, And with their parting breath, I hear them call in vain for help and dance around them in death. And dance around them in death. Will-o'-wisp, they trembling cry. Will-o'-wisp, tis he. To mark their shrieks as they sink and die is merry sport for me. I said it a couple times, but what are we talking about this week? (laughs) So everyone, on your next nighttime adventure, remember not to stray from the path. 
If you stumble upon a phantom light hovering off the beaten trail, it's best to ignore it and continue on your way. It may seem like a playful light, but lore from around the world says otherwise. And if you change the slide, you'll see my lovely photo that, not photo, picture that I've drawn. And my constant need for validation. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> it's nice. Thank you. <laughs> One day I'll put a stick figure up and I'll still need that validation. So it will be <laughs> fine. <laughs> so this week we will be talking about the Will of the Wisp. A mysterious entity that can be found lurking deep in the forest and near traveler trails around the world. These mischievous creatures are known pretty much everywhere, but most commonly have been spotted haunting the swamps and moors of the British Isles, specifically around the 13th century. So, these whimsical lights have been told in legends around the world orally for centuries. People of Cornish, Nordic, Oop, I am sorry, my phone was in a bad spot, and if I printed the whole table... It was a will-o'-wisp. Well, it's a will-o'-the-wisp, actually. <laughs> um, also, we're changing our episode layout real quick. We hope you guys enjoy. Have fun figuring out what we changed about it. Ooh, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, people of Cornish, Nordic, and Albigorian traditions would warn others of the dangerous phantom lights through legends passed down from one generation to the next. It wasn't until the 13th century that European written records reported ghostly lights that would lurk in the forest and fields at night. So this is another cool little picture that we have going on. Um, it's called the Phenomenon of Nature. Um, and I thought I it would be- I almost used this exact same photo because I liked it so much and then I saw you use it. <laughs> That's okay. It just means that we have good taste. That's mm -hmm. what it means. So this is a very classic one, which is why I wanted to use it. So before diving into the lore of the Will of the Wisp, I want to discuss a few different versions of them from around the world. Also, really bad even at English, which is my native language. So bear with me as I struggle through how to say all of these. Um, so Erblus are from the Netherlands, and they also go by... Liko li eko and legminent. Sure, that sounds great. And they are the souls of unbaptized children. And these mischievous lights will guide people into the water where they can be tricked into being baptized. Is this going to be the fastest Catholic church alarm we have go off? It's <laughs> starting early. I, I put a note because all I could think of while like reading that was that there's a priest that's in the water and he like has his eyes just above it and he goes a little alligator soon, and looks <laughs> down into the water. <laughs> he just the, what is it what would it be called? The alligator the alligator baptism and he just like snaps up like an alligator and grabs you. Yeah. Gets you and pulls you, you down. Yeah, and spits you back out for some reason. <laughs> Throws you back on shore. Yeah. And he just looks at you from behind like, the pond leaves. He's like, he's like, it was time. And goes back. <laughs> <laughs> I also like to think he pays the will of the wisp to help him do it. Because yeah, that just seems sense. way more entertaining to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, these ones are also known to be guarding buried treasure. That can only be found using a dead man's hand. Or after eating seed from a magical fern. So... Nope. It, gets, it gets a little that iffy there. <laughs> if the baptism thing wasn't iffy enough, non-consensual baptism. By seeds, they mean mushrooms. And by magical fern, they also mean mushrooms. <laughs> Which I think can be what explains most things that come from uh, that part of the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the mushrooms. <laughs> it's... Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Okay, so the next one is Elia, and they're from Asia, and they also go by Krispati, and they are strange lights that haunt a spot where a person has died. A little bit more... The other's tragic. Yeah. This is just... More like traditional ghost orb type situation. Mm -hmm. Way more just straight up paranormal. Um, the next yeah. one is Luz Mala from South America. Um, also goes by La Candelita. 
Jeff. I'm not good at Portuguese. I should be. Tondale, my, huh? my, my mother's turning over. Aaron, <laughs> so. can, can we get your mom to do a voiceover this episode? Oh, totally. Yeah, let's do it. Here's mom. She has such a cute voice. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. Okay, so these are the spirits of the dead known to carry phantom lights. Um, the next one is Fee Follett, and they're part of Creole traditions in Louisiana. Creole, Creole. How do you say that? Creole. Creole. That Creole. Creole. Okay, there. I just got a Western name. Yeah, that's like Creole traditions. It's like Cajun. It's like Cajun. Jamaican, Haiti, like that culture. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't do yeah. any of those accents. I can, I make Western, but that's So, um, anyway, these are illuminated souls of people who have been sent back to Earth to atone for their wicked ways. So, again, more of the churchy vibe with that one. It's like bouncing, kind of. Yeah. And then the last one is Min Min. And it's from Australia, and these are lights that follow travelers once they've been spotted. And if the traveler turns around to try to follow the light, the light will disappear and never be seen again. Don't go towards the light. Is that where that comes from? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that was... No, that makes sense. No, I'm going (laughs) to give that to you. You can have that one. Andy Benitez has absolutely butchered it, Kimmy. (laughs) What was it? Uh, in YouTube, Andy says, absolutely butchered it, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks for thanks for looking out for me, Andy. I appreciate you. <laughs> you, you guys are here for a fun time, not an accurate time. That's, <laughs> that's what I needed a shirt to say. Uh, okay. So, these deceitful and dangerous creatures have been known by many names around the world. So, now jumping... To Europe's written records, you'll see that they have many other different names. And by many different names, I was able to find 18, to be exact. You need need some help with this list? That's a long list. No, I got it. Do you not believe in me, Ryan? No, that's just a lot. (laughs) I like to read back to back. I'm just looking out for your your voice. Do you want to switch off? Like, I I do odds, you do evens. Let's do it. Let's do as quick as we can. Yep. Yeah, go. You you start. Okay. Joanne the Wad. Willow the Wicks. Ghost Candles. Hinky Punk. That one's cool. Spunkies. Spunky. I loved that one. Sorry. Okay. Corpse Candles. Friar's Lantern. Fox Fire. Walking Fire. <laughs> will the Smith. Not Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my Will the Wisp. <laughs> Jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Hobby lanterns or Hobbity's lanterns. Hobbity being the devil. Jonah the Wad. That's what we started with. Jenny <laughs> with the lantern. <laughs> oh. We had Joanne the Wad twice. That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. I mean, Jenny with really the lantern. Weird. It's fine. The lantern man. Pega lantern. <laughs> You're going to do what to that lantern? <laughs> it's a very. You, I, feel like, I feel like you made that one up. I wish I did, and I wish I could have perfectly planned it. No, Ryan, that's actually what I did. I was like, I want to trick him into helping me. Mm -hmm. I want to be, he's going to be an empath and sense I need help. I want to make him do all the odd numbers just so he ends on peg (laughs) a lantern. Peg a lantern. All right. (laughs) And then finally, Ignis Fatus. No, that's not right. And this is one of the most popular ones, and they are referred to... Um, a Latin phrase which means foolish fire or fire that is only an illusion. So with all these different examples of phantom lights, it makes you wonder why do so many cultures warn people of these ominous lights? What makes them so dangerous? Well, we're going to turn it over to Ryan to tell us all about the encounters. Alright. I got I went to no, commercial breaks after my stories. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we're switching um, the layout. Yeah, I forgot. We, we mixed up our layout. Everything's <laughs> throwing me off now. Um, anyhoom, I have a couple stories. Um, so this one is a, a blacksmith named Will. Um, the Will-o-wisp, Will of the Wisp is carried by the blacksmith named Will. 
Will was a troublemaker during his life, so when his time came and he met St. Peter at the pearly gates, he was rejected. St. Peter didn't allow him into heaven. St. Peter sent Will back to earth to reform during his second life. Will, however, did not change <laughs> and was more chaotic in his second life than his first. Classic Will. Classic Will. <laughs> a disappointed St. Peter cursed Will to roam the earth forever with no place to go. The devil, however, was impressed by Will's evil doing and also took pity on him. He gave him a piece of coal to warm himself on the cold earth nights. Will, being a creature of habit, used the coal to make a torch and lured innocent travelers into danger. <laughs> Moral of the story, you can't yeah. change a man. <laughs> exactly. So that's the first explanation of where I came from. Um, this next one is from the 1800s. Or the 1880s, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's way different. Same thing, yeah. I mean... <laughs> uh, tomatoes, no. tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're almost, we're almost talking 1900s here, not quite. All right. This, the I just had, like, a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Like, my 30s just beckoned okay. to me from behind the like, door, wait, like... Was I born in 1880? My back feels like it sometimes. <laughs> um, so this tale involves... A devil that is not too bright, and his encounter with an old man by the name of Sion Daffid. This man lived in the hills of Af Arfon, and he used to, and he used to converse much with the one child of the bottomless pit. I'll come up later. Don't worry. <laughs> one morning, Sion was on his way to see. Now's my turn to butcher. Lion fair. Betchen, well, carrying a flail on his shoulder, for he had corn. When should he meet his old friend from the pit with a bag on his back and in two little devils like himself? After conversing for some time, they began to quarrel and presently were in the middle of a terrible fight. Sion fell to basting the devil with his flail. Um, devils, not the actual devil. For those confused... <laughs> Sion went to go visit his friend. They got in a fight. He started beating his friend with a flail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until the bag continued, the two, the two little ones went all into pieces, and the two tumbling out fled for their lives to a village. A place. <laughs> Raiwifilchi, which village is considered to this day as a very wicked place. Sion then went his way rejoicing and did not for a long time encounter his adversary. Eventually, however, they met, and this time, Sion had a gun. Yeah. Oh, I, can I put a request in? Yeah. Can I do one of the voices, and you do one of the voices? <laughs> yeah, you could, be, uh, you could be the devil. Oh, okay. Um, let's... This is how I'm feeling the devil is today. Uh -huh. What's that long thing you're carrying there? Oi, that's my pipe. <laughs> Trying to be an 1880s English man. <laughs> then the devil asked, shall I have a wolf off of it? <laughs> you shall, was Sion's reply, and he placed the mouth of the gun in the devil's throat <gasps> and drew the trigger. <gasps> well, that was the loudest report from a gun that was ever heard on the earth. I don't know how you're going to say that. <laughs> the, pipe is, the pipe is very foul. <laughs> I tried. The story makes no sense. I'm sorry. After the lapse of time, Sion met him again in the guise of a gentleman. But the Welshman knew it was the tempter. He knew this devil came back, even though he shot him in the throat. This time, he made a bargain for which he was ever afterwards sorry. He sold himself to the devil for, for a sum down. But with the understanding that whenever he could cling to something, the devil should then not control him. One day, when Sion was busily gardening, the devil snatched him away into the air without warning, and Sion, about giving up all hopes of returning to Earth, when he thought to himself... I'll ask the devil for one last favor. The devil listened. All I want is an apple, said Sion. 
to moisten my lips to bite down below. Let me go to the top of my apple tree. I'll pick one. Is that all? <sighs> of course, Scion laid hold of the apple tree and hung on. The devil had to leave him. But the old reprobate was too wicked for heaven, and the devil, having failed to take him to the other place, was turned into a fairy. This is now the jack-o'-lantern. So that may have been confusing. So let me break this down in not 1880s um, text. So we got this guy, Cyan. Uh, he goes and he fights the devil. Not sure why. There's a little bit of backstory missing. He beats the devil with a flail, gets away, comes back later, and is like, I'm going to shoot the devil. Um, but then the devil doesn't die because it's the devil. Um, and then he basically makes a deal with the devil, like, oh, you'll get whatever you want for the rest of your life. Like, just do do what I want because I'm the devil. You know, he sold his soul. Um, but when the devil went to take him, he just hung on to a tree. And the devil just gave up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, it, yeah. But pretty much, this character, the main protagonist is just an asshole. So that's yeah. why he's picking a fight with a devil. He's just, like, yeah. trying to flex. <laughs> yeah. And then he won. But because he kind of sold his soul, he also couldn't get into heaven, but he kicked the devil's ass. So he kind of got stuck in an in-between. <laughs> On an apple All right. Yeah. This one's from 2016, so hopefully we get a little more modern English in this story. In 2016, Genevieve Hammond. Oh. Very interesting. I didn't even realize that. Mm -hmm, John Hammond went camping. Are you related to Genevieve Hammond? No, I have an S at the last name, so it's H-A-M-M-O-N-S, but everyone always writes it with a D. That means, yeah. So... Um, they spent the night in a tree-starved remote cattle station in the western Queensland Channel country. This wasn't something out of the ordinary for them, so they enjoyed the evening as the sun vanished behind the horizon. That's a nice night. As the darkness swept in, it became eerily quiet. And that's when they saw something they couldn't comprehend. The ghost light. <laughs> no, a greenish oval shape. Blurry light was bobbing up and down about half a mile away. It hovered about three feet off the ground, but always kept its distance from them. The light moved slowly and would then fade out and fade back in, doing this for about 15 minutes. As they stared at the light, they tried to rationalize, what could it be? Was it a car? A neighbor? It couldn't be either of those things, because the nearest home was about 75 miles away. That's when they realized it had to be the Min Min. <laughs> the Min Min lights from the legends they had heard as they grew up. This is Australia. Yeah, you already yes. talked about Min Min's. Yeah, Min. they're from Australia. Right, I was going to try and catch people up, but go, go listen to Kimmy's part. Come on, what are you doing? Rewind All they knew, and then yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, come back if you forgot. All they knew was to never touch these lights. Because remember, if you follow these lights, you're going to die. And thankfully, they didn't. And once it was gone, they continued with their camping trip. The next day, still feeling uneasy about what they witnessed, John went to inspect the spot, but there was nothing there. Growing up with the legend... They still couldn't believe what they saw, but they knew it was the Min Min lights. Mm-hmm. I love I love Min Min. It makes us seem so much less chaotic yeah. than it actually is. <laughs> and a little fun note from the article. Apparently, it's very common to see these lights in the uh, in that part of the country, the Shelley Norton. Um, and the city council's tourism officer said people will come in all the time, unsure of what they saw. And their answer is always the Midmin lights. Some people have even reported the lights following them, splitting into two, and dancing in the trees. Aww. And that just sounds cute. Yeah, <laughs> until you follow it and die. Yeah, well, <laughs> we see a pretty girl and you follow her and die. That's kind of your thing, too. So yeah, this is just a, a light. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, there's but a place. You know what else? Where's you the Lori bucket list? Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, what else you should follow is uh, the sponsor of today's episode. We'll be right back. I'm gonna go drink some water. Oh, radio sounds. 
Picture this, you're driving down Nevada's famous extraterrestrial highway when you suddenly see a UFO glide across the sky. And then bam, inspiration for a design that is out of this world hits you. So you pull over, pull out your sketchbook, and create a work of art. Now, while admiring your creation, it hits you that you could sell this online. But how, or where do you even start? Well, that's where Printful comes in. Printful is a print-on-demand site with high-quality products, and it's the perfect way to start an online shop. It's super easy to use, and they help you every step of the way. All you have to do is upload your amazing artwork, or even use some of the pre-made designs they have, add it to the products you want, and then add it to your shop. Plus, they provide tons of different high-quality print-on-demand products and ship worldwide. Printful also has ready-made integrations that allow you to connect your Printful to your own store in just a few clicks. They are integrated with the world's top e-commerce platforms, which means you probably already have everything you need to set it up. For the podcast, we use a WordPress site that is hosted through Bluehost, and I was honestly so surprised because it just took a few clicks to install, and then the shop was live on our site in minutes. I wasn't shuffling through code for hours, and Printful provided a step-by-step guide on their website to help get everything set up. So that means you get more time to work on your alien-inspired artwork and less time stressing over setting up for an online shop. So what are you waiting for? Join Printful today by going to printful.com slash a slash or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner. Again, that's printful.com slash a slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Printful banner and start your online shop today. Hello, Scary Dolls. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caro. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Have you ever wondered about the paranormal and what lies in the darkness? Does true crime, serial killers, and mysterious disappearances interest you? We have all the spooky, all the gruesome, and all the laughs you could ever wish for. Join us for a new episode every Sunday that will send chills up and down your spine. Head on over to scarynotscarypodcast.com to follow, subscribe, and more. Don't forget to bring your iced coffee and cheese balls. And remember to always stay scary. Welcome back. Campers, we hope you enjoyed that little break. Oh, yeah. Well, still figuring out Mothman. Um, send us your voices ASAP because a Western Kimmy voice may be yeah. the worst case for a Mothman voice. <laughs> worst case scenario. And <laughs> I'm not ready for that. And you're not I ready am. for that. No, no one's I'm ready for free. that. I'm very ready for that. <laughs> I hope nobody submits anything. You get a Western Kimmy Mothman. Uh, voices are not my... I can do like one princess voice and that's all I got in my mm-hmm. repertoire. Okay. Now, I want to tell you all about what this creature looks like. So, with the high amount of sightings around the world, it amazes me how the appearance of this entity is so consistent. It will appear as a ball of light, usually a bluish color with a very faint green glow. In rare cases, it appears to have a red glow instead of a blue one, or there's a dark figure that can't be described, but you can tell it's carrying it in a light or a lantern or a torch. Um, The glowing of the light also varies. Some say it is so bright that they have to squint just to look at it, and others say it's so dim you can barely notice it. The size of the light can also vary from a candle flame to the head of a human adult, so it's not like too dramatic of a scale like i feel the jackalope was <laughs> but it's like yeah apparently the size of a horse just enough where like at a distance it can kind of mess with you you know gotcha um the light also moves in smooth hypnotic motions swaying back and forth as it tries to lure people to their possible doom bum, bum, bum. and in a few instances um the orbs are known to shapeshift into different forms such as horses bulls or even an eagle um, I think Badass. these ones were referred to as, like, the firewalks or something, because they can, like, turn into creatures, but is I couldn't find... The, uh, is this the Pegalantern? <laughs> it's the Pegalantern. <laughs> <laughs> is that five legs? 
Um, so now you want to have guests. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you like how I try to say it real quick and then like, go to the next segment? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So now where were we? <laughs> now you want to have guests. Well, there's a lot of personality to these glowing, glowing orbs. And that's clear from just the name. Wisp means a bundle of sticks sometimes used as a torch, and when combined with will, it becomes the will of the torch. They aren't controlled by anyone, and they're their own spirits, which makes for their mischievous personalities. So these lights may appear harmless, but the bright light emitted from them only masks the dark personality of the wisp. So with their desire to do evil and play tricks and not be the most friendly creatures, it's important to use great caution when approaching them. They will use their light to guide travelers onto log roads, off beaten paths, into dangerous land. Um, they can even guide you into the Fae Kingdom or into a hole in the ground and trap you. Which... Mm, nah, you don't want either of those. The Fae Kingdom don't sounds get, don't nice. Don't get trapped by the Peg-a-Lantern. <laughs> the Fae Kingdom may have a Peg-a-Lantern in there, <laughs> I'm going to be sad if that's what this episode name ends up being. <laughs> the Will-O-Wisp and the peg o lantern It will be. It will be. spoken it into existence. <laughs> oh my goodness. So now, you are wondering why you would even want to follow one of these. Well, there is a chance that they can lead you to a thief, fairy, or leprechaun's buried oh. treasure. So, wow. it's just like, how down are you on your luck? Like, yeah. if, you, if you have a good family, good support system, good job, nah, you're not going to risk it. Yeah. But, if your life is shit, this may be the way out. Or you you're know. just trying to spice it up a little bit. Oh, that's fair. Maybe you want to do a wild card thing. Maybe yeah. the fire sign season is mm -hmm. beckoning in your heart. Yeah, the moon's the going away or something like that. And <laughs> it's a full moon. Yeah. It's airy season. You feel it something in your like soul. Something like that, yeah. It is time. <laughs> the, the Taurus is rising. The Taurus is rising. <laughs> the Taurus is rising. Oh, okay. Whoa. Sorry. That I'm made pretty me... sure I got that right. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what it is. I'm I'm not even going to correct you. I'm going to let you have that. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about astrology. You'll, you'll realize all the reasons. All the mm -hmm. things. Your third eye will open up. Oh. Your Taurus will rise. <laughs> Okay, so um, others, another reason why people look for them is they have the ability to predict your future. So like you meet them and you'll see your future and your intended life path and what you're supposed to do in life. Um, but the other side is they can also show you how you die. So oh. it's like the deck of many things from yeah. Dungeons and Dragony games, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. You can get a mansion, or you could die. So, yeah. eh, you just gotta figure Who out knows? like the pros and cons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, now I think it's important to bring up some more that says they're actually delightful creatures that protect travelers from danger. Um, it's a very small percentage, though. Way more trickster personalities. So, if you see one, be cautious of them. Don't follow them off a beaten path. Okay, <clears throat> so now that you know what they look like, I want to shift to the effects these creatures have had throughout time. At first, everyone considered them to be dangerous omens. But as time went on, and there was more stories, more lore, more legends, people were like, oh, they lead you to treasure. They give powers for the future. They're harmless, adorable little lights. So with all these different possibilities of what the Will-O-The-Wisp could be, Raiders quickly fell in love and adopted them to many literature pieces at the time. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you look at this picture, I love this painting because they're like, look people-y and they're like <laughs> dancing around a snake. <laughs> and I think well, I like it's very dance. delightful. So I'm definitely diving more into the literature, but this is definitely a cute art piece from yeah. just 
popularity of these creatures. So the first appearance of these lights in the English language occurred in 1563. So the Book of Matters by William Fluke under the name Ignis Fatus. And as time went on, writers would incorporate these ethereal light spirits as a plot device. So from William Shakespeare, Bram Stoker, and John Milton to even more modern time legends, including Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings trilogy, these creatures were perfect to include in any type of fantasy novel due to their mixed reviews of their personality. So as a reader, you never knew what they were going to do, and it made it as a good plot point. Because like me, yeah. a, a movie predictor, which is why I don't write, watch movies a lot, you can't, you don't know if they're good or bad. So it makes for way interesting stories. So when you said earlier, like they can turn into like different animals, I was thinking like the Harry Potter spell where they like cast the deer, mm-hmm. the light deer. So now, suspicion confirmed. Well, um, I don't know. You probably, you probably were forced to watch, not watch, read Midsummer in high school from William no. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Oh my God. William I, um, Shakespeare, I, Midsummer. My um, uh, my high school county was ranked the lowest in the country <laughs> at, at one point. So no, we did not read Midsummer. In, uh, <laughs> in I know high my school. high school sounding so high class. We had bagpipes mm-hmm. and we read Midsummer. <laughs> we had um, sports. Uh, yeah, well, my high school wasn't successful, so yeah. take that as you. <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We weren't good at sports, but we had them. But you had um, them. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, no, I did not read Midsummer. But um, in it, um, so one of the things Willow was can sometimes be referred to as as pucks, and yeah. in Midsummer, there's a mischievous fairy that causes chaos, and his name is Puck, and he oh. transforms like those animals. So that's just like another like interesting. There's so many different ones. Yeah. So, so many different examples in literature. I want to tell you guys four because I feel it touches base on every different kind that you see. So, in 1795, John Wolfgang von Goethe's fairy tale The Green Snake and the Beautiful Lily describes them at lights that consume gold and can shake gold pieces. <laughs> so little dancer lights. Um, in Emily Dickinson's poem, Those Dying Then, she talks about them being souls that linger in the absence of God. So very oh. Catholic. Um, <laughs> yep. We're jumping all around here. In 1983, Mitchell Michael N's fantasy novel, The Never Ended Story, starts when the Will of the Wisp goes to the childlike Empress and asks for help against the nothings, which is a darkness that spreads over the lands. Um, this is in the book, not the movie. The movie doesn't do this. My yeah, I was gonna memory. say I don't remember that part in uh, the Never Ending Story. I watched that movie a lot, and I don't remember yeah. that. Um, I was just gonna ask if you've seen it. No, I, I watched that too many times. I <laughs> always watching fantasy and anime as a yeah. little kid. That I really... don't remember the story at all. I just remember the song when he's riding the dog. Yeah. That's all you need to remember from that it's movie. The only part. Yeah, That's... it's been a long time. <laughs> but. I like this Will of the Wisp because it gave me very um, Legend of Zelda, yeah, o- like Ocarina of Times vibes, and I thought that mm-hmm. was very adorable. But that's just a per- I Zelda. Anyway, I'm going to ramble about Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I just love it. You guys just need to know that's one of my top five things. Um, in 2004, Bolly Black's children's fantasy series, The Spiderwick Chronicles, described them as fat. Fireflies that lead travelers astray, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that series as well. So yeah, I forgot about the Spiderwick Chronicles. That was those were those were good. Yeah, I I think I have it. It's too far away. I have like one of their old guidebooks. Yeah, that you like fold and you can look yeah. at the pictures and the hidden notes. I completely forgot about the Spider-Man. I feel like that was so many, like, young children's introduction into, like, folklore. Yeah. <laughs> that was the gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. Like, most of their stories were very wrong, but they're, like, yeah. they're cool. Well, they were the children versions. And yeah. as we've learned, Lord, yeah. is it the most delightful thing? <laughs> you said they were the gate. They're the gateway drug. Yes. Book. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> get your wild. get your kids Spiderwick Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Get them <laughs> Start them young. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so these are all different examples of how they were used in literature. Um, these orbs of light even found their way into paintings, plays, poems, and music. Honestly, everyone seemed to love these creatures and use them as something ominous or delightful. So you'll go to the next slide and it is never too early to discuss spooky seasons. And so as time went on, some stories about these entities stuck more than others. One of the more popular ones is their ties to jack-o'-lanterns. This is due to the fact that Stingy Jack carried around a lantern that could be easily mistaken for a will-o'-wisp floating about. So if you wish to learn more about it, check out our episode 12, Don't Be Stingy, Jack. Where we talk about him and the history of jack-o'-lanterns. So I'm not going to go too much into it because of time and we have another whole episode for that. So then you can go binge that and have a good night. All right. So now, Ryan, knowing yes. all you know about jack-o'-lanterns, okay. I have a new segment. I'm going to, mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to introduce it. I'll see if I feel it like it next time. All right. It is time for, is it science or the Oh, my favorite game. All right. Everything you know. Show me. Wait, go ahead. What what do you think? Do you think it's the Catholic Church? Oh, it's always the Catholic Church. Oh. Uh, uh. two buttons i had an excited button and a not so excited <laughs> button and unfortunately i hit the i i figured the segment out for future stories so you'll be able to use it more in the future but i'm gonna get it right next time i re- i get why you think the catholic church but you need to keep uh-huh. in mind all this stuff involving the church is pro baptism so uh-huh. there's nothing anti or could be anti-church in it so it is Science, surprisingly. So if you change to the next slide, I got some science facts for you today. So the most common explanation is that there is a type of glowing bioluminescent fungus or algae that is commonly grown in marshy areas. Under the right conditions, these fungi can produce bluish lights, a lot like how fireflies undergo a unique chemical process to produce lights. So these plants do the same thing. So this is a long exposure photo. So they're not really that bright. <laughs> this is like, I think like an hour or so. But wow. they they glow. They glow all pretty like. Yeah, and that's then, really pretty. Isn't that cool? It's like, if that's the glow the orbs have, I get it. <laughs> I, w- I would just follow it to death. Yeah. Um, so another possible explanation is the mixture of gases in the wet, swampy areas result in this light. So really simplified version due to the decomposition of plant materials it will release methane um once the methane from the plants that were dissolved in the swampy areas hits the air it will spontaneously combust this creates a burning orb of light that floats above the marsh and since they're most commonly seen in swamp areas it's like oh well that makes sense so I thought that was interesting. I thought it was going to be Catholic Church stuff, too. And so, Is there an option three? No. Th- those are the two science explanations to what it could be. Have um, you considered option three? A man named Sion beat the shit out of the devil <laughs> twice and then got stuck between heaven and hell, therefore lights the night for unsuspecting travelers. Option three is, is Zion that lights the night. <laughs> That's what I thought. That would be a cool shirt. Zion lights the night. Yeah, Zion's kind of a dick, though. I don't know. Yeah. Sure you don't want to support that. You don't want to be represented by that. I mean, it's hard to tell because it was old English, but it feels like maybe he killed a child in that first paragraph. But, you know, it's a toss-up. It sounds like maybe he was the jerk to the devil, which is a lie. It kind of sounded like he was hitting the devil with a sack of children, (laughs) but I really couldn't tell what was happening. (laughs) Maybe not make a shirt about a dude that beats the devil with children. Maybe not. (laughs) Um, We'll leave that to someone else. (laughs) You guys can take that. We won't. Yeah, yeah, that's That's all all yours. 
Merry Christmas. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I just had like a, I had a third thing. And I was like, well, it could have been this, but uh, it's not relevant. Someone can comment on it. You you can be yeah. the smarty pants for it. So now, okay, so this explains a lot. Oh, I remember. I'm so sorry, you guys. I didn't write this down, but I still want to bring it up. Um, holy shit. I can't believe I just forgot it. <laughs> No, let me read it. I got it. Just give me like two seconds. Da, 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 da. Oh, so another science thing is they believe like we aren't seeing as much anymore is because there's not as much swamp area. Like we have built walls and cities and all that stuff, you know. So that's another thing to kind of keep in mind. But I don't know. This just doesn't explain it because it doesn't explain all the lights that people see that aren't near swamps. Because all these instances have to be in, like, the right climate to survive. Because yeah. there's actually a lot of will-o'-the-wisp sightings in deserts. And I remember yeah. having a weird thing when I was little. It's just, like, in Arizona, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's not swamp. <laughs> yeah, and my third story literally said, like, in the middle of a cattle ranch far away from any trees. Yeah. So. Like, specifically said, like, there were no trees around. So, So. personally, I'm like, nah. Like, it explains some stuff, but it doesn't explain all the sightings. A man beating up the devil makes a lot more sense. The devil beating with children, 100% more sense. sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, it's hard to dismiss. I think this could be more of a paranormal phenomenon. Someone says it's aliens. I feel like there's always some guy out there in the crowd that's like, Aliens, so I'll put it there, but <laughs> ignore those people. <laughs> we just, just do this. <laughs> it was a folklore podcast. Or for little war guys. So whether you believe these are just balls of gas, delightful creatures that will lead you to treasure, maybe even malicious ones, sure to prank and trap you, be cautious of the wandering will of the wisp. Though beautiful, there is no telling what will happen if you run into one. Oh, and last note. Don't go catching one, because if you do, you'll end up disappearing with it, never to be found again. Ooh. Now, it's your turn. <laughs> this is going to be a quick little short segment. Welcome to Modern Takes with Brian. Um, so, in researching The Will of the Wisp, there was only one movie <laughs> that really captures the essence of how just absolutely terrifying running into a will-o'-the-wisp can be. And that is, of course, Disney's Cars, Mater, and the Ghost Light. Um, The short plot synopsis, Mater's driving home um, after hearing, learning about the ghost light that haunts their town. They never call it a will-o'-the-wisp, but I mean, it's the same thing. It's their world's Um, version of will-o'-the-wisp. Yeah. And Mater gets home, and in this universe, it's attracted to clanking metal. So the so then the ghost light starts chasing Mater, and the man shook it. Um, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but there's some lessons to be learned there. Um, if you see a will of the wisp and you don't react like Mater, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's very a very cute little short and I like it I like when Disney does like Halloween vibey things because it's so cute and charming (laughs) I think they even have like their own version of banshees they talk about in that game in that little show too they like they have the car versions of banshees and I was like that's so cute Um, can I give a little update on a previous story as well? In, um, oh, yeah. So as you know, in December, we talked about Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. <laughs> and in January, we discovered they're possibly making a sequel. Oh, no. And Tim Allen was on board. Uh, we just got terrible, 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 terrible news that another star, Elizabeth Mitchell, has also agreed to return to The Santa Claus. So every day... It looks a little more like it's happening. Um, I'll be sure to keep you updated if there are any more updates. God help us that there are no more. Um, 
yeah, so this has been Modern Takes with Ryan and also Tim Allen's The Santa Claus updates. I I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Please don't. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't do it. <laughs> because All of them on Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> get you a second one in case you lose the first coffee <laughs> yeah um for our newer listeners because i know we've gotten quite a few new ones go listen to if you don't go listen to the full santa claus episode but if you don't want to uh just listen to the last like five minutes and you'll understand um <laughs> what's going on here um but you should watch the whole thing it was a good one um yeah all right well that's all i got today should we uh hit some announcements before we uh go to our uh last slide oh yes <laughs> uh, yeah right ryan, ryan really loves the santa claus movies everyone you should really yeah. we, you should mail a copy of please it don't. <laughs> please don't please uh, don't i will close the p.o box speaking of speaking of things that you should do you should celebrate with us this next month so we are coming up on our one-year podversary, everyone. We sure are. Um, you know what that means. We're going to be celebrating the whole month of May. And it works out great <laughs> because we're on vacations at different times. So yep. it's going to be a chaotic, beautiful clusterfuck. And we are yep. hyped. <laughs> and what better way to celebrate than hosting our annual Alluring Fun Drive? Now all our listeners are wondering, especially our new ones, what is the Alluring Fun Drive? Well, fun drive. once a year, this will be our second one because it will be our one-year anniversary, um, we do a special Patreon promotion to get funding to keep the show running. So all our Patreons, new and old, will get a special thank you card, including a sticker, a postcard, and I have made membership cards. Look at these. How nice. And they're... Be a real member. They're holographic. Yeah, they're... they're that's nice. Isn't that cool? real nice look at that look at it's that it's official yeah so you can whip it out mm-hmm. in conversation now yeah and be like guys i'm kind of not an expert and then whip it out yes <laughs> um and everyone who joins as a patron or joins before the promotion in may will get a bonus prize Woo! so if you haven't yet join today now if you're wondering how's it work ryan or what makes this promotion special um, is the more patrons we get during this month, the more that includes, the more we will include in the thank you gift sent out the following month. So if we hit 10 patrons, everyone gets a limited edition Mothman sticker. If we hit 30 patrons, everyone gets a signed illustration print of their choice. And if we hit 50 patrons, not only would I personally cry tears of joy, <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, because we could hire an editor. Um, though, also, shout out to Chris. He's helping us edit currently. Yeah, but Chris. we will gift all our patrons a campsite kit package. Plus, you can join now for as low as $3 and cancel whenever. We have more details about prizes and goals on our website. I just finished that today. So check it out. Um, it's alorian.com forward slash fun drive 2022. Or if you just go to our homepage, there's a direct button that you can click on. Yep. Um, and for our one-year podiversary, we are also wanting to do a special bonus episode. We are wanting to try something different, so we're reaching out to you and asking you to email us your cryptid folklore, spooky encounters, or sightings. We want to read them on the show, so let us know. If you choose to stay anonymous or not, we are super excited. So please send in those ASAP to alluring at gmail.com or just tell, just reach out to us on Discord. Yeah. Uh, that's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G at gmail.com. Reach out to us on some social form. It will, yeah. ping, it will ping us. We're not popular enough yet where yeah. I can have the pings come up. <laughs> yeah. So We will see them. We will see them. <laughs> we're not quite. We will get there. But while we we're while we're little, enjoy the hipstery parts. Currently, right? we post on Instagram, then we get a thing that's like promoted on one oh six five. Yeah, come on. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, 
If you want to support the show, get a shout out on air, and hear your favorite folklore cryptid topic, then submit a fanfic episode today. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash loring and join at the $25 tier or higher. Not only will you be helping support the show, you'll be making our hearts happy and helping us pick episode topics. Because a lot of times Ryan and I pick episode topics, we just look at all the suggestions people have given and we just like roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. says, Ryan doing the will of the wisp today and i'm like all right all right you're like that's what the universe has given me that's what i'm gonna take all right (laughs) so not only will you be helping support the show you'll be making our hearts happy it means so much i'm gonna say it twice um but you'll also get a cute little thank you postcard which i don't have next to me it's over there it's really cute i made it it matches our brand in purple has a little mothman on the other side it's very cute and you may get an illustration. So the topic you pick, I will draw something. And you maybe a mini print illustration or a sticker. Depends on the first fan pick we get and what they decide. So you should be the first person. Yeah. Um, That's basically a $25 custom artwork. That is a steal, guys. That is a great way to look here. at it. $25, yeah. I will custom illustrate a bottle lore creature for you. That should be enough for you to be like, I want to go support Alluring right now for just $25. If you're feeling extra generous, we have a $50 tier that we treat you like a god at. So that one's pretty cool too. Um, But then we'll message you, we'll pick an episode topic, and you'll know when it goes live. So join today. Help support us. It's a great way to suggest a spooky story that we would never discuss. (laughs) Because sometimes they slip past us. Like the doppelganger one? Um, so one more time. They didn't slip past you. They're right behind you. Oh, stop it. So, so one more time. Just in a fan-picked episode, go to patreon.com slash alluring and join at the $25 tier or higher. That's all. That's all the announcements. Woo! Cool, 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 cool. All right. Let's check out the alluring alignment chart. So I have... So I only get one thing on the board, but all of my stories were so drastically different (laughs) that I wish I had three. Okay. So for my first story where I talked about, um, like, the original, like, the blacksmith Jack who, like, wasn't having, wasn't good enough for hell. He was just, like, a troublemaker. He wasn't, like, hurting anyone. I'd put him a little, like neutral evil more kind of neutral evil um the man who possibly um beat the devil with a sack of children um i'd put him down a little more chaotic evil um but the um the min mins um just based on my story i don't we didn't get too deep into like their like actual stuff um they seem like they're just like neutral they're just a light you know yeah like if they're kind of based off what you said where i didn't know that uh where they like lead people to their doom um what did i say about it i know i just talked about it the light that follows travelers once they're spotted if the traveler turns around to try and follow the light they'll disappear and never be seen again then i'd put them a little more um neutral evil yeah I think they're, I don't know, I I think that's kind of the balance. I feel like the, definitely the devil beating children, beating, yeah. no, sorry, Scion, sorry, the S-dick yeah. guy, yeah. beating the devil with children definitely is the one evil instance, and that isn't even really the will of the lisp, he's just the holder of the light. Yeah. So... I'm gonna go with chaotic, uh, straight, I feel they're just, uh, they're chaotic, like, how can I word this, for all of our audio listeners, um, maybe if I say like 12 more times, yeah, (laughs) um, 80% chaotic, I think is a good, and they're pretty neutral between good and evil, yeah, they're just kinda chilling, yeah, they're just being cute, just running around, yeah, 
causing chaos. Oh, I like that. Um, okay. Wow, cool. it's so nice when we like agree on something. I don't yeah. have to like defend yeah. my point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless the Will of Wisp was a beautiful woman, in which that case, lawful good. Yeah, um, a hundred percent. Could you imagine yeah. a glowing, beautiful? Because they're pretty already. They like float and stuff. Mm-hmm. You make that like a bayonetta. That'd just be a ghost, wouldn't it? Over, I, I'd be done. I'd be in the fave realm yeah. like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now we're gonna do it this time. <laughs> Two episode t- takeaways, and I want to start with one. Dang it! <laughs> uh, do you know which one I'm gonna start with? I think I you don't. Know. I hope it's not mine. <laughs> um, watch out for peg lanterns, or peg lantern with consent. I like that one. Mine's- Mine's similar, so I'm just going to add on to yours. Okay. And if your Will-O-Wisp has a fifth leg, don't follow it. <laughs> Peg um, a lantern with consent, and if your Will-O-Wisp has a third leg, don't follow it. Fifth leg. Fifth leg, don't follow yeah. <laughs> um, Perfect. I don't... The the most wholesome stories we've done the entire yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's how we're going to end it. I That's how we're going to end it. That. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Um, thanks so much for listening, you guys. This has been alluring. You have an alluring day. Watch out for that fifth leg. And we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> Bye. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G dot com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail dot com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.